0: And their friend uh, gets killed while she's outside the tent. She graciously gives up the tent for thirty minutes when asked to. Um, God, this movie just sucks. <laughs> it's just I can't find any positive spin watch here. A movie you've never seen. There might be some ninjas or a crazy death machine. There will be smiles and there will be tears. You won't watch another movie for about 800 years, it's time for death by video. tough right neither do I and we're back <clears throat> welcome back to death by video I am Graham I'm Phil I am Kit and we have yet again gathered at the abandoned video store south of highway 9 north of Markham south of Newmarket, east of Mississauga west of Hamilton do you guys know there's a rather
1: large raccoon living in the crawl space above the uh ceiling boards here mm-hmm. I got here a little before you guys yeah and uh, I had a little encounter oh really yeah how big is he Uh, it's, it's a she I think it's a lady raccoon because um, I I don't know um, she had like a litter uh, with her Uh, fairly big did you see my landlord's wife <laughs> no I'm talking about the raccoon that lives in the
0: oh in right because we're the in the van video bulbs. store yeah
1: yeah that, that we're in yeah. Uh, okay. In fact, I, I was forget. thinking, in honor of tonight's film,
0: that mm-hmm. we uh, we call her Pamela. Oh, nice callback. Um, yeah, Pamela Voorhees from the very first Friday the Thirteenth film, which we're not watching. We're actually watching the 1993 Jason Goes to Hell: The Final Friday.
2: But it wasn't the Final Friday. No.
0: Not at all. There was Jason <laughs> X in 20, uh, 2002, and there was the Friday the 13th reboot in 2009, and they're still trying to get another Friday the 13th, 13th Do you, reboot off You don't there.
2: count Freddy versus Jason? Mm, that can be counted as like a, a half movie.
0: Okay, So there's been really like 10, 11 and a half hmm. um, Jason movies, or Friday the 13th movies, rather. Rather,
2: I, I kind of liked... How I not that I've seen uh, Jason X or Jason 10 or whatever, um, but like that sort of came out in the middle of like the glut of um, space horror movies.
0: Yeah, it was post uh, Leprechaun in Space, post (laughs) um, uh, Hellraiser 4 Bloodlines, where Pinhead goes to space. It was the um, after. All right, so we already had our first technical malfunction of the podcast. I guess the ghosts are feeling really tricky this time. They also got rid of that weird fan sound in the background. Um, but I, yes,
1: I hope Pamela's okay. The raccoon? Yes.
0: Right, and here at the abandoned Video Store. And I realize now, I finally saw there's a, an old sign that I uncovered on the front of it before you guys showed up. Um, best of the best video. So that was your reference that you were talking about last week when we had Lillian on the show. Yes. Yep. Um. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in last week. Uh, although when we were recording this, the episode actually haven't hasn't gone up yet. Um. And thanks again for listening to Get Even, which has now become our third most listened to podcast of all time, on SoundCloud at least. And and our fastest and uh, our fastest too. Yeah. Uh, we got more listens in its first day than any of our other podcasts, and it's uh, been going up the ranks pretty quickly. So, guys, uh, what have you watched in the last week? Anything interesting? Uh. The
2: new episode of Twin Peaks was really good.
0: Yep, uh, they're batting six for six at this point. Yeah, Kate, you saw it as well. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I know I've seen some other stuff. I started watching Yakuza Apocalypse, the uh, film by Takashi Mikai, um, which was called His uh, Return to Form from a couple of years back. Um, what else have I watched in the last week? I can't remember. What does it doesn't matter because we're here to watch Jason Goes to Hell. And I'm kind I,
2: of, I got around to watching John Wick the first one. Oh yeah, what'd you think? Eh,
0: Yeah. Eh. Well, I know you hate everything, but
2: I know I, I didn't hate it. I'm just like eh. It was good.
1: Eh is a valid response to movies. I have a friend who, um, if he doesn't like something, oh. it's the worst piece of shit he's ever seen. Jeez, and I'm
0: not that extreme. <laughs> Do I know this friend?
1: Well, you might, but that's it's a moot point. All I'm saying is there is a space between terrible and oh, totally. Great.
0: There, there's about a
1: hundred different spaces. But some people I know are just like it's one or the other
0: yeah there's no in between um and actually I think our podcast exists on the films that live in between good and bad um some of them
3: <laughs>
0: all of them are great. I think
2: I'm with Kid on this one
3: <laughs>
0: uh, you guys are no fun I, I'm gonna need to find some new co-hosts um <laughs>
2: co was to agree with you.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So Jason goes to hell. It's our first part of the Friday the Thirteenth series. Even, even though it's atypical for the Friday the Thirteenth series because there's way more of a supernatural element than there normally is. Um, and there really wasn't any kind of super, there really wasn't any kind of supernatural element until part six when his corpse was struck by lightning and that somehow revived him. And then part eight, a uh, an electrical cable hit his corpse at the bottom of Lake of Crystal Lake and that revived him. And here we are, at part nine. Can can you run down all the um, incarnations of
1: Jason that have happened thus far?
0: Sure. So in Friday the 13th Part 1, he was just a little deformed child that popped out of the water at the end as one final scare for the lone survivor uh, of his mother's rampage, which was the first Friday the 13th movie. With Kevin Bacon. With Kevin Bacon. Good old Kevy Bakes, as I like to call him. And... um, And uh, part two had Hillbilly Jason, which is where he wore coverall overalls and a bag on his head. A potato sack, if a I'm potato not mistaken. Sack. Yeah. And when it was uh, ripped off, it was the first and only time that he's been shown with a full head of hair. Uh, every other time, he's just bald. Uh, part three was Male the...
2: pattern baldness, it's a thing.
0: Sure. Um, oh, you would know, Phil. Um, <laughs> hey! Hey, yeah. See? Like the movies or else. Um... <laughs> So, part three, he's the Jason that we all kind of know because he finally gets the hockey mask, and he's bald in it. And part four... Part we, three was in 3D. You failed Yes, part that. three in 3D. Um, although, and it's the great kind of 3D where it's like a yo-yo is coming at the screen, popcorn is popping <laughs> at the screen, a arrow that he shoots uh, from a... That's um, the best kind of 3D. I know. I hate this whole, like, it's subtle 3D that just adds depth. It's like, no, I don't... like focal depth gives you depth. Like, 3D should be coming at you, right out of the screen, right in your face. There's a great scene where he squeezes a guy's head and the eyeball pops out of his skull and shoots right at the camera. Um, and uh, part four, The Final Friday, which was not the final th- Friday, of course, uh, which is probably one of the best ones. Uh, it's awesome, badass, nihilistic. Even the guy that played Jason was like, I totally disown this movie because I I really hate the fact that I had to terrorize children in it. Is Corey
2: Feldman in four? That's the one. It's got Crispin Glover's dancing.
0: Yes, Crispin Glover and Corey Feldman in the same movie. Wow. It was amazing. Um, Part five is called A New Beginning, which follows the character that Corey Feldman played in the first one. And actually has a cameo from Corey Feldman um, as he goes to a group home for kids with mental issues. Um, And then a killer uh, shows up uh, and everyone assumes it might be Corey Feldman's character, who's known as Tommy Jarvis. Uh, and turns out it's not actually Jason or Tommy. It's a totally unrelated character. And it's actually a great, great movie uh, as a one-off, although it wasn't really liked at the time. So then we got to part six, Jason Lives, wherein Tommy Jarvis, who is now grown up and played by Tom Matthews, who's a actor that you know from Return of the Living Dead and uh, Dangerously Close, which is a film that we talked about on the last episode. Um, and that's him basically trying to get closure by destroying jason's corpse however he stabs it with an iron rod the iron rod gets struck by lightning jason comes back to life and we start again that old chestnut yep then we go to part seven uh the new blood which features a um a psychic teenager who does who thinks she's resurrecting her dead father that drowned in crystal lake but accidentally resurrects jason and wait wasn't he already resurrected in the uh in the previous in movie you just described Yes, he was resurrected, but then they, they sunk him back down to the bottom wow. of the lake and quote-unquote killed him. Um, so then he does battle with the psychic. And the interesting thing is that that film was originally supposed to be the first attempt at Freddy versus Jason. So then we get to Part 8, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, which should have been called Jason versus the Love Boat because he spends most of it on a passenger ferry going from Crystal Lake to, <laughs> to New York City
2: was shot in Vancouver yeah the majority
0: of it was shot in Vancouver there was a couple days actually shot in Times Square which has the infamous punks versus Jason scene where he kicks the uh, the punks uh, uh, boombox or ghetto blaster as it was called back then and they go hey man what you think you're doing and the punk pulls a bowie knife on him Jason takes off his mask and the punk's like it's cool man it's cool and they are on their way and then we're here we are part nine Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday, followed up by two more Jason movies. Jason X, okay. Um, and Jason X, it's set in the not-too-distant future, where they've actually actually captured Jason and sedated him. However, and they're just planning on freezing him uh, so that, that he'll be contained, because he, no matter what they do, he just keeps coming back again and again and again and again. So, uh, this would be
1: a major like national security threat.
0: Oh, totally. Well, it is the government that's doing it, and the government is, of course, the American government is, of course, led by David Cronenberg, infamous Canadian director. Oh, he's he's in that film, he's in it, yeah.
2: And he gets killed,
0: he gets killed by Jason. Yeah, when it turns out that hey, that stuff we're using to keep him sedated actually isn't working and he's playing possum, uh, one person manages to freeze him, she also gets frozen, and then they are discovered. Uh, I think 200 years later or 500 years later by a uh, an expo- expedition of college students to the dead planet Earth. And they initially think that uh, he's some kind of, like, artifact. And they bring him back to life and her back to life using nanotechnology. And then he wreaks havoc in space. And then uh, he gets blown up. But the computer that brought him back to life the first time brings him back again with metal parts. So he becomes uber-robo-Jason. And then we get to Freddy versus Jason where uh it's Freddy versus Jason that says it all. And then uh Friday the 13th 2009 was we- a draw? No. Okay. Jason wins. Okay. Of course. Yeah.
1: He's the well, bit- I I'm curious about that uh, previous mm-hmm. installment you said number 7 um where they it was their first attempt at Freddy versus Jason how yep. so?
0: Well, even back in the 80s they realized that the two biggest like horror icons, like that had become pop culture icons were Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees. And it just sort of made sense if Paramount and New Line Cinema could work together to do a Freddy versus Jason film because that's what everybody wanted at the time. It's you should because they had King Kong versus Godzilla, they had Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, we should do Freddy versus Jason. Um, so Paramount was initially trying to do it where they would produce a film and New Line would give them the Freddy Krueger character. However, they couldn't they couldn't get the rights to work. Um, and I think that's around the time that Wes Craven came back to do. It was after New Nightmare. No, no, no. New, New Nightmare was ninety four. Um, it was all oh right. It was so because they had done. They uh, New Line thought that the Freddy Krueger franchise was running out of steam because they did Nightmare Two, Freddy's Revenge, which wasn't as popular. Also, it's a super gay movie. And I'm not using gay as a negative slur I'm using it, it's just literally a film With many, many homosexual Over and undertones
2: And they are showing it at the Royals Month As part of the Queer Fear series
1: Yeah, yeah I watched that uh, as a kid Many sleepovers <laughs> were filled with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street And we didn't think anything of it Except, oh man, his claws come out of the guy's belly And all that kind of mm-hmm. fun stuff I was thinking about a
0: man inside of him trying to get out And he goes to a gay leather bar <laughs> Rewatching it, yes, as an adult I'm like, oh snap <laughs> Yeah <laughs> There was something Going on there It wasn't
2: lost on me When I watched it but
0: it Yeah me just, neither And like, I watched the TV edit On uh, Detroit WB oh, uh, 20 wow. yeah. And it was just Sort of like Hmm There's some pretty Hard metaphors Getting thrown <laughs> yes. around here
2: yeah. <laughs> um, well, They brought Wes Craven Back for the third one Yeah he was involved like With
0: the board. Yeah the uh, Dream, Warriors. Dream Warriors Which was It's, it's a great Fun with movie Patricia Arquette yeah. And Lawrence Fishburne That's right Yeah Patricia Arquette Lawrence Fishburne And then um, Eyeball
2: Chambers from Stand By Me, he dies in a gruesome way early on in the movie.
0: So that film, they were making that around the same time as uh, Friday the 13th Part 7. And they were thinking that, or just before, and they thought that, okay, the Freddy franchise is running out of steam. We'll throw him against Jason and we'll give him to Paramount. But then uh, uh, Dream Warriors is a hit followed up by um, what's the next one the Dream, Dream Master Warrior. Dream Master that's Dream correct Dream Master yeah, yeah which I've four. never seen still it's which the is, one that I haven't seen I've got
2: the Dream Master uh, it's got the waterbed scene uh,
0: yeah it's also it's got Patricia Arquette's character but she at this point had been recognized as a good actress and yeah. was no longer in the series um, and that also features the scene where a, a dog urinates fire onto Freddy Cougar's bones and it brings him back to life
2: oh yeah I completely forgot about that and also Rennie Harlander Directed.
0: Yeah, directed by uh, Rennie Harlan of
2: Right before Die Hard Two yep, and Die Clif- Harder Cliffhanger. The Covenant.
0: hmm Good old Rennie Harlan. Rennie Harris. Um
2: Oh, and uh, the movie that bankrupted uh Carolco Pictures.
0: Oh yeah, Cutthroat Island. Yeah. That uh, big waste of money. Oh, yeah, that, Gina Davis, yeah. Gina Davis and um, his ex wife. Yeah. And uh what's his name? Carrie Ellis?
2: Matthew Modine. Oh Matthew
0: Modine was in it, right. That's what killed Matthew Modine's career. Um <laughs>
2: And then he came back for Stranger Things
0: many, many years later. Mm-hmm. Phil and Kip both need to remember they need to talk into the mic to be heard. I love this. Episode 12, still bringing it.
2: <laughs> I thought I was talking to the mic. So,
0: anyways. Um, I was
2: talking at the side of the mic.
0: Little hint, listeners. Whenever I say so anyways, it's normally because there was an edit point that I cut out. I didn't do that this time. I realized that editing the last episode, it was like, anytime I'm like, so anyways, it's normally me being like, okay, let's get over that crap. Um, Fun fact. Yep. Us. (laughs) um, After the the surprising success of Nightmare on Elm Street 3, and then the massive success of Nightmare on Elm Street 4, New Line decided not to just give their character away. So then... Uh, we get Nightmare 7, or not Nightmare 7, we get uh, Friday the 13th Part 7 and 8. Part 8 doesn't do so well, and also Paramount is kind of tired. They've gotten a lot of flack for doing the Friday the 13th series, especially from Siskel and Ebert, who actually repeatedly would like read out the producers' like phone numbers on their TV show and say, call them and complain. Would they do that, really? Yeah, they did it. Which is odd because, you know, Ebert did write um, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls and Beneath the Valley of the Ultra Vixens for uh, Roger Corman. Not Roger Corman, uh, Russ Meyer, which are two of the most misogynistic films in history. (laughs) And so that brings us up to Freddy or to Jason Goes to Hell. At least Gene Siskel's reputation is clean. Sure.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, like... They also like they were also so influential in like, mm-hmm. their uh, crusade against slash movies because they killed um,
0: Silent Night, Night Deadly, Deadly Night. Night. Yeah, they. It was interesting because we we kind of in today's world don't understand how much of sway they had, but they were the critics that everybody watched because they I, were on TV every week. We I watched up, their I show. Know, yeah, we grew up watching As them. Did I. Yeah, we all did.
2: As did a lot of us.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
2: millennial. Uh,
0: I yeah.
1: remember seeing Ace Ventura: Pet Detective in the theaters. And then I uh, I went home and I turned on the TV and there were Siskel and Ebert um, trashing that movie which they they really disliked.
0: Yep.
2: understandably so. In <laughs>
1: retrospect, in retrospect, yes. yeah,
0: oh yeah, very transphobic. It um, had some funny bits beyond the transphobic thing. It, I'd have
1: to I'd have it, to revisit it, it.
0: It does, it does. It's, as as bad got, as it is, there's like some chuckles there.
1: Jim Carrey, it's he's a funny guy. The
0: scene where he performs with Cannibal Corpse is the best though. And the whole like uh put me in the game, coach, when he's playing the um the football player wearing the 2-2. That was quite charming. Um so we're going to watch Jason Goes to Hell and we'll be right back to talk about it. See bum, you. Soon. Bum. That's what they do in in the Friday the 13th series. We'll be back.
1: There is no Dana,
0: only Zul. And we're back. That was Jason Goes to Hell, and that kind of sucked. Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. Be the, I'll be the first to admit. it. Wow. I, uh,
1: I think this is the first film that we've watched here on Death by Video where Graham has
0: not been on board. Yeah, well, it's 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 not a good movie. Even with gleaming the cube, you were like,
1: yeah, it's fun.
0: That's it fun. Gleaming the cube was fun. This movie, not so much. This was kind of like the time
2: uh, we watched uh, Silent Night Deadly Night Part Three, and that was like a big mea culpa.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, we watched Silent Night Deadly Night Three. Um, last year, uh, during October, during my uh, weekly movie horror movie uh, screenings, and uh, it was not good. And I'd never seen it before. This I have seen before, but I only saw it once, and I think it was back in high school. And I now know why I have not gone back and revisited it or picked it up out of. I own every single other friday the 13th uh, film or related film either on dvd or blu-ray and this film i do not only on vhs
1: did uh, did high school graham see something in this that um current graham does not
0: no no high school graham does not there's there's really nothing in this um i mean the tent scene was kind of cool um when the uh, woman was the couple were in a not Typical uh, Friday the Thirteenth fashion, but typical criticism of Friday the Thirteenth. They were um, fornicating, and the act of coitus, and they were killed quite violently. Well, the the girl was, the woman was. I I assume the guy did get it too. Well, we didn't see his death.
1: I mean, he might have been. It might have been a nice little love tap, like quick slip to the throat. But she got killed pretty graphically.
0: Yeah, something happened to him. I'm sure she, I'm sure he, he didn't live to tell the tale. Well, it wasn't a pleasant death either way I mean no
2: it was very on the nose with its um, um HIV metaphor cause, oh yeah because
0: um, because the girl asked for rubber, and that was where her term's not mine. the guy said it's outside in his bag she goes to get it and he starts fumbling with the packaging and then he says, "You know what I hate wearing these and she throws it away. <laughs> Then the um, the body that's inhabited by the I guess uh, the demon baby of Jason Voorhees steps on the condom and then kills them. Well, uh, let's get to
1: that story. How does how does another body become inhabited by? Uh,
0: so uh, a bit of backstory. Sean S. Cunningham, the um, creator of the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, who also produced and. Um, uh, co-wrote the original Last House on the Left, as well as a bunch of other films in the '70s. He, Ew. Um, he, uh, he kind of walked away from the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. He didn't like it. He wanted to do comedies or different films. He didn't really want to get stuck in horror. Although now he, he he has embraced it because he understands that you know he's got 37 years of of history here with uh, the Friday the Thirteenth series. But he didn't like Jason. And we can see that in this movie Because he's barely in it This is true He didn't like the whole fact That it's just some guy in the woods And Which we can also see Because this movie has Way too much plot um, Yeah Nonsensical plot Yeah exactly yes. Nonsensical plot But a lot of it So Kit Why don't you take us Through your notes Oh uh, My notes Yeah
1: um, Well Jason Goes to Hell Starts with um, Some fairly traditional Friday the 13th Trappings With a mm-hmm. uh, young woman Heading over to Crystal Lake Park, um, we, we see that she's she's getting the the camp ready. She seems to or be. Or she's anyway. just going
0: to a cottage for the weekend.
1: Anyway, she's like you know she gets the ladder out. She does a few mm-hmm. uh, few things and then she uh, she goes to have a shower.
0: Replaces some bulbs.
1: Replaces some bulbs and we're like oh this is you know this is how she's a she's a counselor. She's getting the camp ready for the campers. Mm-hmm. Um, she she gets naked. Yep. Because yeah, it's that kind of film. Yep. Um, but this all turns out to be, and well, of course, at this point, um, Jason, who's been waiting for her to get naked, we assume, shows up and starts slashing his machete and chasing after her.
0: Mm-hmm, very she, slowly walking after her.
1: J- very slowly while she runs full tilt.
0: We should um, say he's, he's essentially looks like a demon at this point. His skin is bubbled up. His head is like three times too big. Mm-hmm. His skin is overtaking the hockey mask and he just looks like this male like, monster. Yes. Not in a good way, like in Friday the 13th Part 7.
1: So anyway, um, she runs, uh, Jason gives chase, um, and it turns out that she um, this was all an elaborate Jason trap, a uh, Jason hunting trap. By the trap, FBI, yep. Because um, she leads him to a spot, and then there's a bunch of agents that just come out of the woods and uh, shoot him, shoot him down, and then...
0: Then one shouts, bombs away, and then I guess an airstrike is called in or something, and Jason blows up. We see his heart beat a couple times and stop, and then he. See his,
1: his head roll around, and there's lots of you know like bro pointing yeah. by the FBI agents who are like. They high yeah.
0: five. They give like the, the thumbs up all around, um, and then he is taken to the coroner's office. Phil.
2: Yeah, so he's taken to the coroner's office, and uh, the coroner working slow solo. We should also point
0: out the coroner is played by the same actor who played um, the Don King. Analog in Rocky Five, who managed Tommy Gunn. Um, I'm gonna look up his name right now. His name in the movie is Phil, by the way. Oh yeah, Phil. It's true. He's Phil's name brother. Name brother. I like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, he uh, he's the coroner, and we are all, the whole time we're talking about like, shouldn't he have an assistant? And it turns out his assistant is just out getting pizza and, and snacks um his assistant oh but phil does not wait for his assistant he's like i'm going to get to work on this he starts like going through the body and uh, this movie
2: recording his his um, thoughts
0: on jason's severed body
2: his rambling rambling thoughts on jason's severed body and just assembling it like ikea furniture
0: mm-hmm. richard gant is his name who played phil the coroner Um, And then he gets transfixed by Jason's heart. and he notices
1: there's some black, viscous fluid, which he Mm -hmm. cannot account for, which is obviously the evilness. The
0: evil that lurks in Jason's heart. (laughs) He then becomes transfixed by the heart and eats the heart in a very gross and disgusting way. Then uh, his assistant comes in, and he kills his assistant, and then he goes out. Rather, rather grossly, too. Very gruesomely. Oh, yeah.
1: His assistant comes in and is like, hey, didn't you always want to tell Jason to fuck off and suck this, Jason? And, and all he this gives Jason's
0: body and the finger. And yeah. apparently, Jason's <laughs> very, very touchy about his reputation. <laughs> Jason has a thin skin. Mm-hmm. Or at least the bodies that are possessed by him. He has
2: a sensitive side. <laughs>
1: it's a good thing yeah. twitter wasn't around otherwise jason would be rage it's tweeting also,
0: I, I do want to point out that this film it's has john like trump <laughs> that this film at no point has a date for um friday the 13th so it's like i kind of understand why they didn't call it a friday the 13th movie but at least like come on out of everything you're homaging or ripping off in this film you don't use the date friday the 13th like it it's is his are you sure it's not mentioned it's not And by the way I just want to point out That June 13th Is actually Jason Voorhees' birthday Which happened this past week So happy 71st birthday To the fictional character Of Jason Voorhees It is the day before Donald Trump's birthday Ooh Which happens on June the 14th I prefer Jason oh. over like, I prefer President Jason Over thin President Trump
1: Thin
2: characters Yeah
1: <laughs> Must be something about Being on the 13th Being born on the 13th Or 14th of June Which gives you Terribly thin skin.
0: Yeah. And a psychopathic uh, desire to kill people. Uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Keep going with your notes there, Kit.
1: Oh, let's see. Jason is blowed up in first 10 minutes. We already did that. Um, Fill the corner eats Jason's heart. We already got there. Oh, and then we're introduced, uh, after this graphic thing, we're introduced to the American Case Files
0: Yeah, which is a knockoff of, like, Hard Copy, which was hosted by Bill O'Reilly back in the day, and there's actually a character in this film based upon Bill O'Reilly, who is Robert, who winds up... uh, Do you know that he's based on Bill O'Reilly? I'm assuming from his blowheartedness, yes. Um, and also this was at the time when like hard copy was getting like so much traction.
1: I think blowheartedness was just a hallmark of the, uh, that type of the of early nineties. Yeah. Yeah,
0: cause it was like, cause there was oh, a yeah, for sure. bunch of syndicated news programs like hard copy or 2020 current, uh, 2020 current affair, oh, current affairs. but those were kind of more classier. Like I always remember like hard copy was like on in like the afternoon that was on the, uh, the cheap channel or the, the channel at the end of the dial.
1: I think that was on Fox.
0: Probably
2: That was totally a Fox show. It always showed like right after like the Drudge Report. Mm-hmm. Or...
0: Yeah. Drudge Report. And um, the Drudge Report is still a thing. Still still super conservative.
1: It, it's the thing that spawned Breitbart. Did you know that?
0: Yeah, I know. I like how the orange one just seeps into everything <laughs> we do.
1: Is that lightning? Uh,
0: Oh, we shouldn't bring up the orange one. I
1: oh, think oh, the, uh, oh You're cueing
0: sound effects now. Okay, I didn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I noticed that you've done some some very good sound effects work. What
0: on do you me. mean sound effects? You're right. The real thing that's happening. Yeah, that yeah. that lightning and thunder crack. Um, oh, I think
1: I can hear Pamela scurrying around upstairs or on the roof.
0: Oh, the pregnant uh, muskrat or um, trash panda. Muskrat. Uh, muskrat. Raccoon <laughs> I don't. I don't know anymore. This movie just hurts. This movie has drained you. It has. (laughs) It's it's so not good. It's just bad. Um, So that's where we meet Creighton Duke, who is a uh, a bounty hunter who's been hired by the uh, current affairs guy, or whatever his name is, uh, Robert, who hosts Hard... Case files. American case files.
2: Hey, Creighton Duke is in like man with no
1: name, garb.
2: Yeah,
0: he's that. wearing he's wearing a trench coat and a, and a cowboy hat and looks I think uh,
1: Phil called it Proto Django. Proto Django. Django,
0: but the problem is he's wearing it in like California when like everyone else has their hairs like, in like a t shirt and he's in this like long leather coat. He just looks really uncomfortable the whole the whole time. Um, so he's going to track down Jason Voorhees, and apparently he somehow knows the whole Voorhees clan that Jason actually has a sister named Diana who has given birth to a daughter slash Jason's niece whose name is Jessica. Um, and then we're taken to the town of, I was about to say, Twin Peaks, of uh, Crystal Lake.
1: Well, there's, there's one thing. Oh, God, <laughs> what I forget? Well, just uh, this inexplicable quote, which I've written down. Um, mm. Oh, with The God. American Case Files guy, he's, he's interviewing Creighton Duke because um, all these murders have transpired after. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, So, So after the, we should point out that after the Phil the Corner has been possessed by the soul of Jason Voorhees, he killed his lab assistant, and then he killed the two guards uh, that are their body, or body protecting, um, guarding Jason's body, one of whom is played by Kane Hodder, who actually played Jason in this film and in the previous film, and in the previous film to that, part seven. So he's played it in part seven, eight, nine, and ten, as we've said before.
2: Yeah, I was expecting this there to be like a best of the best crossover, even like considering all. The, and he was in best uh, the of the best of two and one references.
0: Uh. Oh, there's lots of references, just not yeah, the best is, of the best. Yeah, this is all uh,
1: basically a clumsy pastiche of uh, horror movie of homages. Crap. Um, <laughs> but anyway, no, he. Uh, so during during this episode of American Case Files, mm-hmm. where Creighton Duke is um is introduced, oh, and they, he, they said, give yeah, so he yeah, says, yeah. he says, "I'm
0: going to say two words to you and tell me what pops into your head." And Robert, the host of American Case File, says Jason Voorhees, which is our names, not words. And, and Creighton Duke
1: replies, that makes me think of a little girl in a pink dress sticking a hot dog through
0: a donut. Yeah, this movie is all <laughs> class. All class.
1: No, no reason is ever given so for this. So then,
0: then we're introduced to, I guess, our hero of the film, or one of our protagonists, um, Steven. He's a shithead. He's kind of he kind of sucks.
1: He's a, a thirty-year-old man wearing his freaking high school jacket. Yeah,
0: <laughs> stay out of Riverdale. Um, <laughs> he yeah he's he's wearing and, he, his, and
2: he's got like suburban dad glasses.
0: Yeah, and he picks up like three hitchhikers, and they're talking about going to Camp Crystal Lake to do drugs and premarital sex. And... Well, he makes a very off-color, unfunny joke. Yeah. Which which would make me
1: think he's a creepo. Which would make me but think he's like the I'd, hero of this film.
0: Yeah. Um, and those are the three teens. That's so we get our like teens, uh that's that's what leads to the tent scene of the couple fornicating and their friend uh gets killed while they're, she's outside the tent. She graciously gives up the tent for thirty minutes when asked to. Um God, this movie just sucks. <laughs> it's just, I can't find any positive spin here. It's not, it's not, like, that's the thing, like, Friday the 13th movies oh, are so down... much fun. This movie is not.
1: Uh, everybody uh, really quick pees in this one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of the, the two female hitchhikers pee in this film. And it's over and done. And not that we were really paying attention, but it was just so fast that we're like, oh, like, that's weird. It's a, literally, it's a second. Like, it's leakage more so than actual <sighs> urination. Um, God, this podcast is going straight to hell. Yeah, you like what I did there? (laughs) That's the most clever thing of this entire podcast. Um, keep going, Kit. God, why, (sighs) why me? Cause you um, wrote that so, in the notes. yes
1: we get to the the tent scene uh, and the extraordinarily uh, extraordinary violence there's a discount Mario Lopez who's uh who's yep. in the in
0: the tent yeah he gets uh, or his girlfriend at least as they're fornicating um, the body that's possessed by Jason picks up I think a piece of metal uh, fence post uh, Rams it through the woman and then rips upward violently shearing her in half spraying blood all over him into the tent as they scream then we cut to the diner which is where we meet our protagonist Stephen at the the aforementioned um 30 year old man wearing his high school letterman jacket um and he's being served by the a woman who is named diana who is actually dun 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 diana vorhees jason's sister who is the mother of his ex-girlfriend and mother and grandmother of his child who he has not seen uh and that's where she meets creighton duke uh turns out that the local sheriff is diana's boyfriend doesn't like creighton duke getting fresh so he hauls creighton duke off to jail Stephen then um, a whole bunch really, of other crap. It's, it's, it's challenging yeah, it's, going through this oh plot. It really is okay. Let's just let's just get down to the beats. Um, we we get to see Jason's childhood home. Yeah, which and you, which was never you, mentioned in any other film. The fact that he has a sister. That nothing, there's a house. That there's a curse, and in the house they have the Necronomicon from from there's Evil Dead. There's always a curse. Not curse of Michael Jason. Myers. Jason is just a guy that grew up in the woods that just like wound up killing people
2: let's not forget the curse of michael myers the atrocious
0: uh you know tilt uh, the mic kit um <laughs> edit yes the curse of michael Myers myersville you were saying
2: yeah it's kind of like the horror trope when they weren't out of ideas there's always a family yeah curse yeah and it's like
0: yeah and it definitely like hit the skids in this movie because like i mean we had seven solid movies before this of just, hey, there's a guy in a hockey mask or a burlap sack just killing people. And it was great and fun and thrilling and entertaining. And this movie just hits a wall of dumbness. So there's the Necronomicon in the house. There is also a crate marked, uh, Afra, or Afra, uh, Arctic Expedition Julia Carpenter, which is an homage to the film Creepshow. Um... And oh, this is so. Stephen goes to this house. Turns out that uh, Jason is killed. Oh, what happened before that? We we missed something. There was some weird body swamping. Doesn't um, matter. The the
1: fill the coroner, uh, who is who's the um, the host for Jason's evil spirit. Um, he. <laughs> He kills, I guess it's a police guy. Is like a, a deputy, deputy sheriff or something? He shaves like him that. first, though, which is weird. Yeah, he straps him, him down. Naked, strips sha- him naked, straps him down, shaves his face, and then, like,
0: dumps his parasite into yeah, it.
1: Vomits his parasite into, into the. Much the guy's like mouth. the film
0: The Hidden, uh, which Phil was mentioning, which featured a young Kyle McLaughlin in a proto-Agent Cooper role from Twin Peaks. <sighs> <laughs>
1: that's that's the sigh of a man who's that's, who's been defeated.
0: That's the sigh of a man who's seen Jason goes to hell.
2: Yeah, like in like the hidden like it's an alien parasite that mm-hmm. just inhabits very various uh residents of Los Angeles and
1: So wouldn't that be a lot like the thing?
0: No, because the thing Not becomes really. the the thing, it it's it it becomes the thing it's impersonating. Right,
2: but yeah, yeah. The only parasite's just a criminal who's—it's just a body a hopper and fast
0: cars, fast cars, cheap thrills, fat, rich girl. Uh, we should—we
1: should watch the hidden tonight. I was—I
0: try, was trying to quote uh, the song "Bloodstains" by Agent Orange. Um.
1: Oh, there's that thunder again.
0: Yeah, it's a good song. It is. It was covered by The Offspring for the film uh, Ready to Rumble, starring uh, David Arquette and... Oh, God! You're dying this, this during movie. this podcast. Just... This movie is so hard. Um, okay, um, let me try to get us back on track. So, Stephen gets framed for the murder of Diana, which was done by the body of the, the deputy that was shaved by Jason, and then Jason <laughs> came into his body and then killed Diana and framed Steven So, Stephen goes to jail. Creighton Duke says, Hey, I got you the info you need. Oh, breaks his fingers. This is a good scene. <laughs> no, it's not. Do you want to discuss the breaking of the fingers uh, for payment, Phil? So, as a bit of... I'm go- just going to set it up. So... In the whole entire police station, he's put in the one jail cell next to Creighton Duke, who is hunting Jason and somehow knows Jason's entire backstory and curse. Take it away, Phil. And uh, Creighton offers to divulge this information,
2: but it's going to be really expensive. He's like, give me your hand. And dude's just like, I don't know what you're going to do. And uh, he was like, all right, do what you got to do. So...
0: He breaks a uh, dude's finger. Gives him a little bit of information. Yep. Then says, Preachers hey, I got more information. Like, and then breaks dude, his you finger have
2: more questions. again. Yeah, and breaks his finger again. <laughs> and then, like, dude, like, he's going through enough pain. He needs a little more information. And then like, He has Nukes a few more th- unbroken fingers on his hand, So it's just like, just do what you got to do. And Creighton's like, you know what? This one's on the house.
0: Uh, yeah. And anyways, it's set up that then, oh, through a Jason, through a, through a Jason, through a Voorhees was Jason born, and through a Voorhees will he be reborn, and his only two blood relatives are Steven the hero's, um, ex-girlfriend and his newborn daughter. So, Jason has to get reborn through one and kill the other. But then, the thing is, this is all undone because at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, um... Jason just uh, the the hell baby that's inside of Jason just jumps into the dead body of Diana Voorhees that's in the house for some reason. His sister. His sister and is reborn through that, so that's how that works. Could have just done that from the first like well, thing.
1: Well, let me get through a little bit more convoluted plot here. Sure. To explain why her her body is in the house. Uh huh. So um so on Creighton Duke's advice, our what's his what's his face Robert
0: Steven or the guy from Hard Copy Knockoff. Oh, just call him Bill O'Reilly.
1: No, oh, no, no, I don't yeah, mean, yeah. mean mean that guy, I mean stupid friggin' varsity jacket guy. Steven. Steven. Steven, okay. Steven.
0: Who actually, by the way, uh was the is the one of the only two actors in the entire Friday the thirteenth series to be on both Friday the thirteenth, the T V series and the feature film series. Fun fact. Yeah, and the pilot of the Friday the thirteenth series was directed by Toronto's own Adam McGoyan. What which Adam O'Goyen has been trying to cover-up for his entire career.
2: <laughs> Suck it boy. That might be on one of his
0: best works. Yeah, yeah, to I date. actually think that was his best work. To be honest, Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. The pilot for Friday the 13th, the TV series. Was and that then Glenn like the Sweet Hereafter right underneath. It's like a far second place <laughs> Sweet Hereafter.
1: Um... Anyway, so uh, Stephen, um, varsity jacket guy, he uh, on Creighton Duke's advice, he goes to Jason's childhood home. He which also
0: breaks out of prison first by like.
1: Breaks out of prison yeah. by tricking his buddy the guard and then. Steals his to gun his head.
0: and then gets out and.
1: And then he goes to. How did he get out
0: of an entire police station? Like that doesn't make any they, sense at all.
1: They just skip that bit.
0: Yeah, he just magically like okay, I've gotten out of my cage and now I'll teleport out of the police station to. The home of Jason Voorhees.
1: So he goes to the home of Jason... Oh no, first he goes to the diner right. where, where the baby right. is. Right, right, right,
0: to see the baby for the first time.
1: And he's all bloody and sweaty and stuff. And, uh, and one the, of the diner
0: owner's kid son that works behind the counter gives him his keys. He's like,
1: take my keys, man. It's all right. For no reason, These, yeah, whatever.
0: Some stupid reason.
1: So anyway, then he goes straight to um, Jason Voorhees' childhood home, which we discover for the first time. He sees mm-hmm. the Necronomicon from The Evil Dead, the actual and Necronomicon. they actually flip through
0: it, and it's actual pages from the Necronomicon from Evil Dead too.
1: And then while he's there doing this, uh, old old Robert uh, comes in. Robert mm-hmm. the. Hard copy guy,
0: yeah, American case files,
1: and uh, is bragging aloud
0: that um, on the cell phone on the on his cell phone on his 1993 cell phone, yep, a little which is the size the
2: 1993 of it. flip cell phone,
3: yeah, yeah, with yeah. the he was ahead of the curve,
0: up.
1: yep, um, which you had to pull out. He's 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 bragging uh to to somebody at the hard copy offices that oh mm-hmm. you know what the lead story is going to be that the body of Jason's sister has gone missing. You know why I went missing? Cuz I stole it from the morgue and it's here with me
0: in Jason's house in the closet and then I went home and banged her daughter right afterwards. This is what he says. So he's like So he's totally Bill O'Reilly then. Like yeah. Yeah. Over the top shit heel. Mm-hmm.
1: AKA Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. Um, So while he's doing this, then the deputy sheriff possessed by um, Jason's evil soul
0: runs in.
2: And, right, um,
0: <laughs> sorry i'm yawning um <laughs> Stephen was hiding in the closet listening in then he fell through the floorboards of the closet which is that's also the closet that contained diana Voorhees. diana Voorhees falls down and knocks him into the basement then the deputy's body come in and possesses robert and then vomits into his
1: mouth but this time he doesn't have to strap him down strip him naked and no
0: or and shave, shave him, him.
1: Um, and then after that we get a gruesome scene where the body uh, the body of the sheriff melts away no no longer having being possessed by by Jason just melts like literally melts into nothingness into nothingness and it takes a while for this to happen too
0: yep the effects were done by the can uh, be effects group which uh, do the Walking Dead currently in pretty much every Quentin Tarantino film and they are quite good. I gotta say the the actual practical physical effects they're are gory, yeah, super gory, super gooey, super disgusting. Um, so they're okay. It's just unfortunately that, that they're in this film. Um, but you know what? Uh, in all fairness, the early '90s were such a difficult time for horror films because the slasher uh, rotation. Oh, yeah, the had, bubble
2: totally burst. This is this yeah, was like the slasher slashers slum. were
0: dead. The zombie films were dead. uh Ghost films really. Ghost films literally,
2: zombie films literally were
0: dead. They were gone. Yeah, if I was I, a zombie you know, film fan, like the, yeah. You know, zombies
2: are nah. dead. Uh, zombies are See what dead. He did. Oh yeah.
0: god, this is horrible. Um, <laughs> no, no, it was yeah, yeah that was good, Phil. Um, the zombies were dead. Yeah, the horror genre. It, it was before Scream really kicked off uh, the neo slasher revival, which are more like Murder She Wrote episodes than slasher films. Oh, totally. Yep. um so this is like in a bunch of time, like films like Shocker were out, and oh, Shocker, uh, and Doctor Giggles, and oh,
1: Doctor Giggles,
2: I forgot and about the him.
0: dentist and the stepfather. Although the stepfather's oh, apparently God, very the good. Is
1: such nightmare fuel.
0: They made a sequel to it too. I know The Dentist Part 2
2: I did not see The Dentist Part
0: 2 Neither did I Um,
2: The first dentist Was always on Viewer's Choice Yeah
0: I never I just saw a scene From it when it was Just like you see Someone's face Like all messed up And it's like
2: Even the the trailer alone Is
0: Yeah Like who Who wanted to see A movie called Dr. Giggles Or like The Dentist this was just the worst time for horror films oh, in the early was 90s. All those Larry Drake
2: fans. Uh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so what happens next? LA Law was still a thing. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Um, oh, yeah, LA Law. Forgot about that.
1: And street legal here in Canada Street legal, yeah I love street
0: legal It's funny When I first moved to to Toronto They were showing street legal reruns on Showcase And I'd watch it and be like Oh my god Their office is on Queen Street I know where that is now They're getting their geography totally wrong You can't turn left onto Spadina And suddenly be at Honest Ed's That makes no sense Oh street legal Yeah that and watching kung fu the legend continues like before we go to work early oh in the morning kung fu the legend very much set in toronto um it was so great because it was just sort of like so totally toronto and so like oh there's the Gardner expressway oh there's that the 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 gas station out of Carlaw and uh and front street or carla and eastern rather sorry not carla and front my apologies i'm trying to get our our geography uh, better on this on this show
1: you're desperately trying not to return to this movie
0: <laughs> i really don't want to
1: kind of like where our video store is situated
0: yeah somewhere between highway 7 and highway 9 uh just north of markham south of nowhere uh, near highway 8 no highway 8 does not exist actually that, <laughs> and that's west of hamilton west of hamilton east of scarborough maybe we are near highway 8 then I don't know where Highway 8 is, but it's nowhere near Highway 7 or 9. Well, that's what I'm saying. Apparently, Highway 9 is close to Newmarket. Um, It it runs through Newmarket. No, it doesn't. It pretty much does. No, it doesn't. I've driven all the way up and down this highway. It does not come close to Newmarket. I don't know why people keep saying that to us, or to me.
1: I'm so confused, because I've taken Highway 9 to Newmarket plenty of times. It goes right right by Upper Canada Mall. All right, all
0: right, all right, all right, whatever. Jason goes to hell. (laughs) Kit? what happens next
1: oh god I don't even know where we are oh, oh yeah so
0: at this point Steven goes and kidnaps his ex-girlfriend and says hey your boyfriend's now possessed by Jason but she doesn't believe him and then she takes him out to the car and Oh Robert no! Tries well, then to her kill boyfriend him. comes
1: in well, no first, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, gosh. you forgot because yeah. um, she's like her boyfriend comes in she's like oh what have you what have you been doing and then he immediately uh, puts her up against the wall and tries to stick his demon tongue inside her yeah um, and then Steven comes in just the nick of time uh, and shoots him repeatedly shoots him and then runs over him with the car as they're both escaping. And then he's like, I've got this crazy story to tell you. And he basically breaks it down just like Graham mm-hmm. has. And she's like, I don't believe that shit. And then she kicks him out of the car. <laughs> no,
0: would she? <laughs> um, and then she's, she goes back to the police station and then everyone else goes back to the police station, including the, the body of Robert that's now possessed by Jason. Um, it's an homage to Terminator in a way. Cause, um, uh, Robert, Jason, and Robert's body kind of kills the entire police station. Stephen and what's her face Goes gets free, goes back to the diner where the baby is hiding out. Turns out uh, the owner of the diner is now gone, so t- total psychopath, and was like, You're with him. He's a bad guy. We're not letting you see that baby that's yours legally um, and biologically. Um, so then there's a standoff, and then Robert comes down, kills her son. Oh, wh- Break, what? Yeah, what breaks was that his line? arm. Watch the willy or whatever. Oh, because uh,
1: she gives her son a son a gun. Yeah, and he rolls it around a lot. This and then is the he's...
0: most well packed uh, diner I've ever seen because there's shotguns. There's, everyone's got a handgun. Yep. The other waitress has like a double barrel sh- pump action shotgun. Um,
1: there's machetes on the wall. There's
0: machetes on the wall.
1: Um, uh, yeah, well, he twirls the gun around that he gets, uh, which is the the least safe thing he does. Yep. And then he, like, puts it into his pants as into to his holster pants. it. And she's like,
0: Watch the Willy, son. And then he pulls out the gun because he doesn't want to shoot himself in the Willy. Goes out, gets killed by Robert, and very, he basically, like, breaks his arm, and the bone comes ripping right out of the skin. It's really gory and actually quite good because, again, be affects the best in the business did a really good job Robert comes in kills a bunch of customers they go to get the baby turns out someone left an IOU for the baby turns out it's dun 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 Creighton Duke Creighton Duke who has uh, escaped from prison somehow um He's taking the baby to the Voorhees house.
1: Uh, oh yeah, because uh, that's right. There's a magical dagger at the Voorhees house.
0: Yeah, that only a Voorhees can use to kill Jason, which is why Jason wants to kill them or be reborn through them.
1: It's actually something out of like a uh, fantasy film. When she touches the dagger, it transforms into. Yeah,
0: it's it's almost like it's something from um, the Legend of Zelda or something. Yeah. <laughs> God,
2: it's another would be so bad this uh,
1: this this film is very knowingly doing a bunch of homages to a bunch of different slasher films, yeah, including Terminator, the thing um, yeah, the, the creep show.
0: I'm, I'm glad you included terminator because it, it is in he fact lived. a slasher film when it when james cameron made it he intended it to be a slasher film not to be a sci-fi action film that it became it was only with the second film that it, it went down the action movie route well
1: i only included it because it was definitely in the film that we just watched. oh it was, yeah, yeah definitely that's a, that's like when, a definite when, homage
0: yeah when robert goes and attacks the police station he uh, he totally is in full-on terminator even one even some mode. of the camera angles and stuff that they use yeah um so then they're back to the Voorhees house, Creighton Duke breaks it down for Jessica. She's now realized Oh my god, I'm Jason Voorhees' niece. Um Steven shows up uh, then two cops show up one well,
1: robert was successfully i guess killed at the diner yeah they kind of like that badass waitress she yeah she blew him away blew with away a with bunch of shotgun with a
0: shotgun and then like rammed him through with an iron rod which he then dragged her towards and stabbed her with an iron rod with and the iron rod that's inside of him after which she says go to
1: hell And And we all applauded. then he grabs her by the head and squeezes her brains out the top
0: of her. And then, yeah, and that uh, erupts from her head in a giant splash, or sploosh, rather. Um, Then we're back at the house. (sighs) (laughs) Um... (laughs) I've never seen Graham so exhausted after a film. Two cops show up that we know. One is the sheriff that was dating her mom who says, give me the dagger, give me the dagger. And he's like, and she's like, oh, are you Jason Voorhees in that guy's body? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Then all of a sudden another cop, the younger cop, who's the friend of Steven, shows up, says, drop the gun, freeze, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so she kills the, the sheriff, thinking he's Jason Voorhees, but dun dun dun, it's actually the good cop. Steven shows up, they fight, uh, and then he actually brings the machete from the restaurant to the house, slices through the neck. Oh, Creighton Duke has fallen through a trapdoor at this point and broken his leg or something. Uh, his he's leg in the basement. By a yeah, by
2: like a sharp piece of wood.
0: Yeah. Something and like then and then they fall, they fight the, um, he... Uh, oh, Steven, neck baby, neck baby comes yeah, right, out. Steven, Steven hacks at uh, the cop's neck with the machete, his neck is separated and then all of a sudden, the demon inside of him rips out and is birthed through the neck and it becomes, hey, it's like a face uh, hugger from Alien. Yeah, it looks like an alien. And it run, like, runs around, falls downstairs with Creighton and Duke, they pull Creighton Duke out, and then Steven, oh, Steven says, hey, does... He needs to be born, reborn through a living Voorhees woman. And Creighton Duke says, no, why? And he says, because Diane's body is down in the basement. And then, kaboom. And
2: sure enough, uh, the, uh, the cute little uh, facehugger... Hell uh, M- baby thing. Slithers up uh, dead Diane Voorhees' vagina.
0: <laughs> yep, that happened. Um...
1: I believe the film also produces sound effects for this, which is
0: it's awful. Yeah. Um, and then Jason, the the Jason goes to hell version of Jason, pops up through the floorboards, like and fully,
1: like completely in his um his yeah. friggin' coveralls. the exact same Jason
0: from the very first scene. Uh, they fight. Uh, uh he fights steven outside then uh what's her face stabs jason with the dagger then she stabs him even more then he then steven punches him in the hockey mask with his broken hand somehow and then all of a sudden light shoot up out of jason's chest into the sky and then all these hands reach up from the ground and drag him down into what we assume is hell
1: one of them at this point shouts go straight to hell or something
0: oh yeah let's send jason straight to hell and we all applauded because yay that's the title of the movie and then he gets dragged to hell. It's a
1: paraphrased.
0: Yeah, Stephen almost gets dragged down to hell with them, but he doesn't because uh, Jessica pulls him to freedom, and then they kiss because I guess they're back together now.
1: It, it's it's a too soon kiss. It's like wow, a traumatic, terrible event has just happened. Let's make out. Yep. It's it's so. Oh, weird. we should also
0: point out. Do we point out yet that Stephen is the father of Jessica's baby? I think we might have mentioned that. But this Plot is
1: so convoluted and tiresome. And
0: stupid. Um and did, did we
1: point out that hard copy guy is going out with um,
0: oh no I don't think we did hard copy coincidentally guy coincidentally enough the fake Bill O'Reilly guy Robert is actually dating Jessica the daughter of Diane Voorhees the niece of Jason Voorhees um, and oh he did
1: because he brags about
3: banging right right, 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 now.
0: right, right. and we, we actually cleaned up that discussion as well we made it a little bit more palatable um. Then they walk off into literally the sunrise, and then we see a dog. Oh, that ragamuffin rust, Rusty the dog, or whatever Rusty his name. Rusty the
1: is. dog, or Ruffles, or, or Ruffles, his
0: name or was. filibuster, or something. He, filibuster. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that was it. <laughs> he comes out um, as the, the Senate subcommittee. The, I think the dog was named <laughs> The wind blows away dust off of Jason Voorhees's mask. And then we see Freddy Krueger's hand pop up and what, pull what? pull the mask down and we hear that familiar cackle of Freddy Krueger and they're setting up for Freddy vs. Jason which they assumed would happen much sooner than the 10 years later of uh, the actual Freddy vs. Jason film. So guys, what did we think of Jason Goes to Hell? So is this, I'm, I'm
1: guessing, just from your tired reaction here, that yeah. you're rating this as the worst
0: yeah, it is the worst it is below uh, I mean Jason X even yeah Jason X is fun this movie is not fun <laughs> Jason X he goes to space guys come on that's way funner than uh, yeah
1: does it have a wrapper in it
0: Sorry, most, uh, most horror films like to throw a,
1: uh, a prop- popular, semi-popular rapper into the mix. Just...
0: No, because it was shot in Canada, so they had David Cronenberg.
1: Isn't Red? Ma- oh, Redman's in the Leprechaun movie. Yep. Yeah, that's
0: no, hard. no, no. You're thinking No, Redman was
2: in Seed of Chucky. Yeah, yeah, you're thinking of Ice-T. Oh, tea. right.
0: Ice-T of cop killer fame was in Leprechaun in the Hood.
2: Yeah, well, was he in Leprechaun back to the hood? Is no,
0: in no, they couldn't afford him. At that point, he was on SUV, I think. That's right. That's right.
2: Did you say SUV?
0: <laughs> SV. Law and Order Sports Utility Vehicle. SVU, sorry. <laughs> Law and Order uh, Special Victims Unit, which is a fantastic show that's still on the air, by the way. Is it fantastic? Mariska Hargitay okay. for life. Um,
2: it's very watchable.
0: Yeah, you can you can easily lose an hour to it. Um, I just it's feel it's very topical. <laughs> Yeah, I John mean,
1: Mulaney actually does a pretty hilarious bit about Iced Tea. Oh, in that I
2: show. know when he's you've like, seen
0: it? yeah, yeah, I love it where it's like, so you're telling me this guy gets off on little girls, and like the whole time it's like, dude, you've been here for ten years, you haven't figured out what we're dealing with here. <laughs> um, so, like we were saying, the early '90s was a very difficult time for horror films, uh, and this film definitely shows it because they were definitely trying to throw whatever could stick at the wall. This was not a Friday the 13th film. This wasn't even a Jason film. This is somebody trying to cram as many different desperate ideas into one established property as possible. Uh, I'd say it was cynical if they weren't clearly trying so hard. Like, this movie, the one positive thing is, like, they're trying so many things just to see, like, what can stick, what can work. Can we build up this new... Can we do more with Jason other than he's a guy in a hockey mask in the woods killing teenagers? And I think this film proves you really can't. There's really nothing else to him. Like, that's the pure... Uh, that's the purity of it like slasher movies are like jazz jazz music it's all variations on the same theme bad jazz sucks good jazz is awesome and when the Friday the 13th series hits its peaks like in part 4 and 6 and I would say 2 to a large extent like they're great they're great and also in the the follow ups to Friday the 13th like My Bloody Valentine um My Bloody Valentine is such a great film it's so good um, and even in films that predate it like Black Christmas uh, the, which some would argue is the first slasher which greatly influenced Halloween. Um, yeah, when they're good they're great. When they're bad they're just bad. You know, it's like this film. Um, do you guys have anything to add? Not really. Uh, Alright, so thanks for listening to Death by Video. This is what? another episode. We'll see you next week with, uh, I don't know, Go, go <laughs> Kitty. Yes, Yes, Phil? kit
2: no no No, i was just gonna say yeah like they're they're basically what you said like they hype it as a jason movie even though like jason's
0: not in it barely
2: barely you see him like the what the last 10 minutes i didn't yeah, it's bookended with Jason.
1: He's also... You get a glimpse of him in the
0: reflections. In the mirrors and reflections, mirror. yeah. Oh, oh the, yes, of course. Yeah, but that doesn't count. It's not a, He's the not stalking people through the woods. He's trying to get... He's trying... Like, he's too concerned about body hopping and trying to get the... Like, there was never a sister character in any of the previous films. The whole story behind Jason is that uh, his father left his mother. She worked at the camp as a cook, and... And the counselors teased Jason, they took him out swimming, and he drowned while count, well, two counselors were that were supposed to be watching him were smoking weed and fornicating, and then she basically took revenge by killing off all the counselors at the camp. And then he actually didn't drown, but he actually was raised feral in the woods, and when he emerged, he saw his mother being decapitated by the last survivor of the first Friday the 13th film, and that drove him to an insane uh, rage to target and kill anyone that entered those woods.
2: I love that soap opera continuity there.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah, you know, just like that soap opera continuity. It's yeah, never mind. <laughs> Kit.
1: Well, I'm interested by by this soap opera
0: continuity concept.
1: Yeah.
2: But, uh, I guess the idea that like there's no continuity in soap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no con. And, there, there's there's
0: there's in- continuity that that doesn't really matter. Yeah. The, okay, that's what you're going for. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing, it's all about getting to how do we make this film different from the previous film in the series and elevating it in certain ways. Because you can definitely see there's a gradual increase from parts two, three, and four. then five is something else completely and then six becomes something else six is awesome it's really really good it's one of my it's when i listed my favorite films of every year since i was born uh it was my favorite film of 1986 which is a really hard year because there's so many good films in 1986 um and part seven is like, okay, we're going to make Jason the monster. We're going to like up it. So they hired even better actors with better performances and a better plot other than, hey, we're just going to kill more camp counselors. This one actually had people trying to figure stuff out. They introduced a psychic character. And then in part eight, he is on a boat. Um, <laughs> um and then, part, and then this happens, and uh, I don't really know how to, I, I was, uh, to be honest, I was hoping that this film was better than I remembered it, remembered it or I would appreciate it better, because it's kind of like when I first saw The Shining, I hated it, and now I love it. This film, when I saw it for the first time, I hated it, and, and I, still hate I still it. hate it. Hate's a strong word, dislike.
1: I was just going to mention earlier, maybe the introduction of the sister character is another homage to the Halloween franchise. Yeah, totally,
0: yeah. Which in in itself was only introduced because they were like, how do we get more story out of this? And John Carpenter's like, well, we make him brother and sister. It was literally a throwaway thing. Like, they had already written in Halloween 2, and it's like, well, why does he still want to go after this one girl? And it's like, let's make her his sister. And that was it.
1: There's even a uh, little bit where um, they they push the sheriff uh, who's possessed by Jason through the window. Uh, and he falls. I think it's a second-story window, and then all of a sudden, he's gone. Oh yeah, just like in Halloween. Just two. like in the first
0: Halloween. I thought that was Halloween too. Halloween. Uh, Halloween one. Starts, he looks don't? outside and he sees that that. Well, Halloween. The end of Halloween. The start of Halloween two is the end of Halloween one, where Doctor Loomis shoots uh, Michael Myers. He falls out the window and he thinks he's killed him. And then he looks outside and realizes he's gone. And so the start of Halloween two is the end of Halloween one. So I'm trying to.
1: So, obviously, the filmmakers had in mind uh, creating homages to a bunch of slasher films that I guess they think...
0: <sighs> but they were trying to make it not a slasher film, too, with the body hopping there's and some the... some actual
1: slashing, though.
0: There is, but it's not like... Here's the thing. It's not set up, though. Like, I hate to say that, you know, these characters are throwaway characters, but they were. Like, we those three teens that got killed in the campsite, we don't know anything about them. Whereas in a Friday the 13th film, there's a good half hour to 45 minutes of build up like who are these kids why are they going there we get to know them a little bit and then they get you know often in in crazy fashions Uh, another strange thing about Mm -hmm. this movie is that All the characters seem very
1: sexually charged. Like, not just the horny teens. Yeah. But, like, the the mm. diner owner and and her husband there are, like, they're, like, going at each other behind the counter. The deputy Uh, and the deputy's
0: girlfriend, yeah. When she shows up,
1: they're, like, making out right when
0: they see each other. It it feels like that was a rewrite edition because it's like, oh, well, like, in Friday the 13th films, teenagers have sex and get killed. But the problem is the teenagers that are having sex in Friday the 13th films are characters. And there's not that much sex, to be honest. Like in, in parts six through eight, I don't think there's any nudity, to be honest. Whereas this film was drenched in just like pointless nudity. Even the opening scene with the FBI agent, it's like, why is she taking a shower? to lure... They're like, to lure Jason because he baked. won't come out
1: until... I know. And that's and that's <laughs> the
0: thing. Like, Sean S. Cunningham, who left the series after the first one, came back to produce this one and I guess he was just sort of like, well, we're going to give them what they want but not what they want because people want a Jason movie that's the be-all, end-all because they spent a lot of money on this movie. This was this movie had a budget. This would um, I imagine for viewers at
1: the time be like taking the rug out from under them because they're yeah. expecting a Jason movie and as you say, he's barely in
0: it. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah it's it's just not a good film and i can't really i can't think of any way to 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 defend it or find like wait that's the thing like i don't like punching down with films well i think i think you defended it
1: uh, already in the best way you could saying the early 90s were a slump period
0: yeah it was a difficult time films. because well it was a slump period for like horror films and to be honest action films too because you remember it kind of reached its apex with um uh Terminator 1 in 91 and uh Hard Boiled by John Woo in 92. It, had Die Hard. it was Terminator 2 in 91. Sorry Terminator 2 in 91 and and yeah sorry I got Die that. Die Hard
1: 2 and then Die Hard 3 with a
0: vengeance. But Die Hard 3 was 97? 95?
2: No that was it was 95. Yeah, like right yeah After the first Speed.
0: Right. Speed kind of brought it back to for action but, cinema. True Lies came out when? In 95? 93, 93 I think.
1: Okay. So
0: 94. 94. thanks, Bill. Jesus, I'm I'm so so off. Um anything else I in your notes Cameron,
2: there? Cameron just comes.
0: So oh, let's right. let's not let's not bring up the Cameron. He's off somewhere at the bottom of the ocean making plans for Avatar seven and nine.
1: <laughs> seven and nine, not eight.
0: Not eight. Anything else from your notes you want to go through, Kit? um not much um when the
1: film ended you said so that happened <laughs> um
0: i like my own jokes
1: phil noted that there was plenty of gingers in the movie yeah random
0: um that's about it i didn't have much to write about because there wasn't much to this i mean there was but not really it was hollow yeah well, like i could see what they're trying to do but see here's the thing say what you will about Zombie Three. That movie was trying something. That movie was... There was... That movie at least made us go, like, what the hell is going on? I, I thought that a few times during Jason Goes to Hell, but... But it wasn't entertaining, though. That's the difference. This movie is a slog.
2: Zombie 3 was kind of a slog as well.
0: But it was fun,
1: Phil. Like like when the sheriff is... I mean, not the sheriff. When the um, Creighton Duke is breaking the man's fingers as payment for information. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah.
0: But this doesn't benefit from being A, a, a second sequel to a, a Italian knockoff Of a North American film And on that note uh, Let's turn it over to the VG board To see what the ghosts want, want us to watch Next uh, week
1: <laughs> <laughs> Graham's lost his. And problem. is that a P?
0: We're watching Firecracker next week
1: I'd like to point out that Graham did not consult a VG board. I hope there's going to be no consequences oh, from this.
0: Crap! Do you hear all that thunder and lightning? Okay, okay, okay. We'll 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 do Phantasm Two. Jeez, just let me be Phantasm Two. Well, no. I mean, I'm I'm with Firecracker. We'll do... That's where your heart is. But I'm just worried about upsetting the ghosts and Pamela the <sighs> raccoon. The raccoon. That we don't have to worry about. Oh God! There's so many recurring characters. 19... Just give us some trash. 1993. Graham hasn't reared his head in a little while and he won't um, maybe I will you are not 1993, Graham <laughs> and you know it that was actually 1995
2: Graham um, was really get
0: okay. no it wasn't Thank Um you. Phantasm 2 next week there is no Dana only Zool I'll get your next time, gadget
3: <laughs> next time <laughs>
0: Mad cat <laughs> Thanks for listening to Death by Video. I apologize for this episode. Um, <laughs> no,
1: never apologize. Your <laughs> entire episode is a watch.
0: I've been Graham. I've been Phil. I've been Git. Please be sure to rewind and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Woo! Thanks so much. And uh, please be sure to like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. And thank you again for all the. Um, and success. comment and send requests yeah, and stuff yeah, like well, that. Yeah, we want to hear from you guys. Um, And thank you so much for listening to us on uh, for the Get Even episode again. That was been a great success. And, yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Bye-bye. I'm gonna kill
3: that girl. I'm gonna kill that girl. I'm gonna kill that girl tonight. I'm gonna kill that girl. Tonight Then I saw her walking down the street My heart stood still and it skipped a bit Then I knocked her on the floor Cause I wanted just a little bit more I'm gonna kill that girl I'm gonna kill that girl I'm gonna kill that girl Tonight Kill, that girl. We're gonna kill, 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 kill that girl. Kill, 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 kill that girl. We're gonna kill, 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 kill that girl. We're gonna kill, 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 kill that girl. Kill that girl. Kill that girl. Kill